1: Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight.
2: What up, what up, what up, everyone on this feel-good Friday? This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, world traveler and 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lee J. and you know I'm with my squad, a former Kentucky Wildcat that gets floor seats to the Boston Celtic Games. <laughs> he also <laughs> won a championship with the Miami Heat in 2006, 2006. Mr. Shimmy himself, Antoine Walker, and the owner of Nike, Phil Knight, hangs out with her. She's a WNBA star and occasionally takes money from former NFL players via her trick shot challenge. Everyone's favorite auntie and queen of the Kaka auntie Chantel Trimiterre. Antoine, auntie, was good?
1: What's up, brother? How
2: you
0: doing? I'm good. Can't complain. Auntie, how you What's doing? Happening? We are we ready to go? Let's go. It's Friday. Let's go. I got yeah. my boys on here with me. Come on, let's talk some
2: sports. I hear that. How how the West Coast been treating you, auntie?
0: You know, it's it's beautiful out here right now. Like usually oh. people are telling me that that around this time uh, it gets nasty here in in Oregon, but it, it's it's treating me right. You know, we doing a little something something. How y'all yeah,
2: doing? I, I've heard that it's kind of like Seattle weather, supposedly, with like the rain sometimes. Oh, absolutely. But I heard, but I heard it is actually beautiful. I actually got to get out there. I think, have I been to Oregon? Hadn't come yet. I don't think I've come to Oregon yet. I, I've been mm. to Washington a few times, been up and down California, but I don't think I've been to Oregon. So I, I definitely, I definitely got to get out there. Twine, how you doing, man? I know it was a tough one for you last night.
1: I'm getting over it, big fella. I'm getting over it. <laughs> I you mean,
2: It looked
3: looked promising.
2: We was on air. They was moving the ball. It looked promising. (laughs) And then it just, from sugar to, you know how the saying is. Shit. You know it. Come on now. (laughs) You know how the saying is. And uh, who who knows? But we'll talk about it. But we got a really good show, man. Again, it's Feel Good Friday. So if you're riding along, listening to us, man, we're going to make you feel good on your travel. Russell Westbrook will come off the bench tonight in the Lakers preseason uh, finale. Will Russ be cool with this, and will it work out for the Lakers? We'll discuss that. Tom Brady is being fined for kicking Grady Jarrett on the actual play. Jarrett was penalized for roughing the passer, which is crazy. We'll talk about that as well. And the game that all football fans circled on the calendar this year, and I know the Bills did as well. Chiefs versus the Bills will preview this matchup, but first, the Washington Commanders. Beat Antoine Walker's Bears 12 to 7 last night and Thursday night football. Now Christian Holmes recovered a muff pump by Velis Jones deep in Chicago Territory to set up a one-yard touchdown by Brian Robinson through the fourth quarter. And the Washington Commanders stopped a four-game losing streak, hanging on late to beat the Bears 12 to 7. Now, many thought this game couldn't be any worse than the previous Thursday night game between the Broncos and Colts. And it may not have been, but it was sure damn close. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, the Bears, they blew huge scoring opportunity. I mean, back-to-back possessions in the first half uh, in the red zone, you know, uh, Justin Fields was picked off by Jonathan Allen when he threw a pass, I hit a helmet, and bounced up in the air. Jonathan Allen, the defensive tackle, was able to jump on that. And then the Bears had another chance, Tuan, right? Mm-hmm. Down low in the low red zone, Khalil Herbert has a big run, I think like a 65-yard run They get down. Uh, near the goal line fourth and one he gets stopped running the football and the Bears come away with no points they had three trips to the red zone Twan. yeah they, they did didn't get any points Justin Fields finished 14 to 27 for 190 yards one touchdown and one interception we talked about but he was beat up to him. I mean, he got sacked five times and he probably got hit 20 times last night. Uh, Carson Wentz didn't really play better at all either. I mean, he only he was 12 of 22. And honestly, he didn't even throw for 100 yards. He threw for 99 yards. Now, Justin Fields spoke after the, the loss to the Washington Commanders. and he, he talked about how frustrated he was of almost being there. You know, people always talk about, yeah, we're almost there. But he's, he said he was frustrated about almost being there. This is what he said post-game. Uh, everybody's feeling this way. Everybody's mad. I mean, nobody's happy about his loss. Uh, you know, uh, just, we always get told that we're almost there. We're almost there. Like, me personally, I'm tired of being almost there. I'm tired of being, you know, just just this close. Uh, I feel like I've been hearing it for so long now, but um, you know, at the end of the day, all you can do is get back to work. Um, that's the only reaction you have. Live and learn, and get back
3: next week, and you know, keep keep going, keep getting better.
2: Now, Justin Fields was clearly frustrated. There was one point on the bench where the camera zoomed in on him. It seemed like he was in a Zen moment, and Walker, <laughs> like he was just trying to channel some type of, you know, Zen to get ready to go back out there on the field and prepare to help his team win the game. Now, even though they had three trips to the red zone and didn't score. They still had a chance at the end of the game, right? That's all you ask for, Twan, a chance at the end of the game. Darnell Mooney on a a quick um, option route, you know, faking in, going back outside. He was open. Justin Fields hits him in the hands, and Darnell Mooney double catches the ball, ends up being short of the goal line. This is Darnell Mooney talking about that last, you know, pass play from Fields to him.
3: Just couldn't see it. uh, But at the end of the day,
1: on on that period of time, I'm literally... Talking to myself like, please give me this ball, give me this ball. And um, I mean, I just gotta, I just gotta close the game for us. If I want to be that player, I want to be that guy for our team. Uh, I gotta make that, gotta make that play.
2: How, how difficult is it though, that to know you guys had so many chances tonight and just couldn't punch it
1: in, especially in the red zone? At the end of the day, that last play had opportunity to, to make a play. Whatever happened in the past in the in the first quarter, second quarter, doesn't matter. Uh, we had a play um came down to it just catch the ball first the first time and um win
2: the game yeah that's darnell mooney talking about if he just doesn't double catch the ball they win the game because it was actually a really good route as a whip route again faking the slant inside and then coming back out and because of where he was at right justin fields did a really good job putting some air on the ball because you got to think earlier in the game, he had a couple passes that were bad at the line of scrimmage, but he put it where only Darnell Mooney could catch it. And if Mooney just catches it on the first, you know, doesn't double catch it, it's a touchdown, because he's crossed the line of scrimmage, I mean, crossed the goal line. But what happens, he double caught it. The second time the ball lands into his right arm, he's just short of the goal line. So, Twan, i want to ask you this. At times, you know, especially in the beginning of the game, we were on air when this game started. We were saying – Okay, Luke Getzey, the offensive coordinator, look, you're in your bag. You got Justin Fields on the move, running some bootlegs, things that we told him to do, running some screenplays to, you know, David Montgomery. But, you know, after the first couple of drives, you know, they they struggled in the second half of the game. Uh, Do you think this Bears team can turn it around? Because you hear the frustration with Justin Fields saying, you know, I'm tired of, you know, everybody saying we're almost there. I want to be there. I don't want to be almost there. So you ultimately think they turn this thing around and get it going?
1: I don't necessarily believe they turned around, and I'm the hugest Bears fan there is. But what I can take from them, and actually listening to those two interviews for the first time, I love the accountability that both of those guys are taking. And it seems that like they really want to win this year. I think, you know, obviously the, the people in the media didn't have the Bears doing much this year as a team. But it seems like in-house Those guys believe that they can win and compete and win now. Um, Just listening to Justin Fields. So if I'm being a Bears fan, I'm encouraged. I like to hear that type of talk. The guys want to get better. They believe they should win these games and make certain plays. So that's good to think about. I just think right now the Bears offensive line is not very good. That's that's noticeable. Um, And – it's really hurting them right now. You got a quarterback that is mobile, and sometimes he can get bail you out of a lot of situations, and he almost did it last night with that huge run in the fourth quarter. But to be on the goal line three times and to come up empty um, is just a sign of a of a, of a bad team. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate right now um, for Bears fans because we do have some promise because we've never had a true quarterback. And um, I believe Justin Fields is that. And we got to do the. The Bears have to do the right thing. They have to put some money on their offensive line, and also get them some more weapons. I like I like Moody. I think he's a you know a good talent. I don't think he's a one receiver. Mm. He's probably more of a two or, or a three receiver. Correct. And they're going to they're going to have to get some weapons. They're going to have to probably you know we we need a center and probably a left tackle, right tackle. We're going to have to spend some money on the offensive mm. line and get a couple more weapons. But I do like the accountability that these guys are taking right now. And we know they're going to play hard every week. The defense gives you a chance, for the most part, to be in most of these games. So you never know. Some of these things can go your way as the season goes along. But they got too tough of a schedule, I think, to turn around. Yeah. I just think oh. now you're going to get into the meat of that schedule, yeah. and it's going to be really difficult.
2: I just want to give some flowers to Justin Fields, right? Because mm-hmm. this guy you know, has been killed by the media, by certain analysts. And Twan, we talked about this yesterday, right? The second half of that Minnesota game, I thought was the best he's played as a pro period, mm-hmm. right? That Minnesota game was his best pro game that I've seen on tape. Um, and granted, they still didn't do a lot of the stuff that he does well, right? They, they're trying to force him into this pocket passer, which he's not, right? This guy is one of the best runners of the football and he can throw the ball. We saw that dime drop he had to Dante Pettis. Actually had another one, before the Mooney play, Pettis was kind of getting interfered, but he only put it where Pettis could catch the ball. You even heard Kurt Herbstreak on the call. I was like, I didn't even think that ball was going to get there. Like, this guy has a lot of ability, and I just don't get why they don't heighten that ability and do the things that he does well. Like, one thing that irks me as a player, right, when these coaches come in, and a lot of times it's coaches that have never played or don't have a playing background. They think a player is supposed to fit into their system. No. No. That's what you get paid to do to coach, right? You figure out what a player can do well. You highlight those attributes and you you get him doing stuff he's comfortable with so he can succeed. You don't just force somebody into a certain scheme or, you know, your scheme because that's what your scheme is. You got to be able to adapt. And I think that's the issue with a lot of coaching these days. These coaches can't adapt to certain skill set. It was crazy to me if you watch the game. Carson Lynch, who is not known as a running quarterback, they dialed up a running play for Carson Wentz. Justin Fields, who can use his leg, they didn't dial up not one damn running play for him. It's just is baffling to me. It's, it's third, what is it? Your first and goal at the four-yard line. You're not going to get Justin Fields on a run play with his legs or even try to run the ball? Like, I don't understand why... You know, teams are just scared to run the football when you have three or four downs to play with. Right. Justin Fields ran on one of those possessions, but it was a it was a pass play, right? He just he just took off with the ball. But you're telling me you're not gonna run with him with a lead blocker, use the back as a lead back blocker because you 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 gain an extra guy with your quarterback that has legs and can run the football. So I just think they make things harder than it needs to be. And Auntie, I'll go to you. Luke Getsey, the, the offensive coordinator. This is the guy that I'm ripping into right now. Started off calling a decent game, but we all know the, fist, the first 15 plays of a game is scripted, right? It's all right. about what you do and adjust after those 15 plays. Is it surprising to you that they keep refusing to use or highlight Justin Fields' skill set properly?
0: No, because I don't think he's a very good offensive coordinator. Um, and if, if you have somebody that, that is so good in his with his feet, uh, you, you got to let him run the ball. Period. You got to let him run the ball, uh, but not when he's running for his life all the time. Now, that being said, I also believe, though, that, you know, Justin's young. I still think he holds on to the ball too long. And I think there's a lot of times where where he makes some great passes. But I think sometimes he looks he's looking for that perfect pass um, and may not trust his arm quite yet um the way he should be i think and and so i think he holds on to the ball a lot and and somebody that has that good of legs to get sacked five times you know with a with a with a line that doesn't have chase and um and and you know i just think that that he can get better i think he will but you're right if if they don't call plays and dedicated you know quarterback runs um like Antoine said, like, they're not going to turn this thing around. I don't think they are anyways.
2: Well, you got, you also got to look at it, too, right, Auntie? The talent deficiency on this team, on this roster, right? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know me, I know usually everybody in this league. And I still know, like, their top four receivers. But there was a dude late in that game on fourth and, like, 13. Because remember, they got the delay a game, mm-hmm. uh, th- game, had to get pushed back. It was fourth and 11, Antoine. They got the delay game, had to get pushed back. Justin Fields throws an absolute dime to him on a dig route and it just goes through his hands, right? Like to me, it's almost like the Chicago bears have set him up. And again, I get it. I don't get it. I think it's trash, but new GM, new coach, you guys didn't pick Justin Fields. So I get it from that point of view. But my thing is, even if you don't have faith in Justin Fields, why not try to build a roster around the next guy you're going to bring in? Because you're going to have the same issues because you have a, the a, you know, a, a not a good roster at all. Like, you don't have comparable pieces out there. So whether you want to get rid of Justin Fields and bring in a rookie next year, he's going to struggle as well because he doesn't have any playmakers on the outside. The offensive line isn't really good. I mean, Braxton Jones, who I really like, who was a fourth-round pick for the Chicago Bears, I saw him at the Senior Bowl. But this is a rookie that you got starting at your left tackle position as a fourth-round pick. You guys didn't even try to add any offensive tackles until, like, right before the draft. I mean, right before... uh camp, and then both of those guys end up getting banged up and hurt. So, like, they've they've not done Justin Fields any justice by the way they've constructed this roster. And, like, right. and Valus Jones, the guy they took in the third round, who I actually like coming out of college, he's had issues with, you know, muffing punts, and, you know, reports came out today that they potentially may take him away from punt return, right? Because essentially, the co- commanders couldn't do anything on offense until they got that short field because of the muff punt by mm-hmm. Valus Jones, and then they end up scoring on that, but Dante Pettis had a good game this last week. But the week before that, he had two pivotal drops in the game versus Minnesota. So it's like, it's what do you expect Justin Fields to do? Like he'll wow you with some throws, but like you gotta look at the guys he's throwing to. And not to disrespect a lot of those guys. I came in as an undrafted free agent, but a lot of these guys would maybe be practice squad guys on most other teams, right? And they're getting the opportunity, and that's all you can ask for. But it's hard to develop a quarterback if you don't have comparable pieces around him. And to Auntie's point. If he's always on his back every five seconds because he's getting smacked. And that's when you say auntie's holding the ball too long. I think guys just aren't open. If you look at it on film, like there's guys aren't getting separation. So that's why people always say he, all he does is take off. Well, who is he supposed to throw the football to if, if everybody's covered? So it's, it's, it's just really tough. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lijay Dusable, with my squad, auntie Chantel Tremeter. A- Antoine Walker, and we go to the other side, the Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera blowing up at the press conference. Now, the press conference started off with all smiles because the Commanders won until a reporter asked Ron Rivera about potentially never wanting Carson Wentz. Now, Rivera strongly defended his role in acquiring Carson Wentz. Here's what Ron Rivera had to say about that.
3: The truth of the matter is, it's not important to me. Okay, what's important to me are the guys in the room. And that's something that I've been trying to establish. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get beyond all this stuff that's on the outside that's noise as far as I'm concerned. What I'm focusing on is the development of this football team. There's a group of young men in there that deserve better. Okay, in terms of they, they should be acknowledged for what they've done, what they're doing. I don't want to get talking about something that I can't control anyways. I, I have no input. I have, I have nothing to do with that. What I want to do is everything in that room. And that's what I wish we could just stay focused on. And it's difficult, it's hard, but for whatever reason, we're going to stick to what's interesting, and that's playing football for our guys. What's important is these guys, okay? For the last couple of weeks, honestly, I'm going I'm to speak my mind for a second. For Honestly, oh, uh, oh. it's been hard. It really has. You lose four games in a row, and everybody wants to get you, you know, just get on you. And they've played their asses off. They have. They've played their asses off for everybody. They come out, and they show up. They work hard, all right? They don't complain, okay? Okay. They hear all this stuff, and they got to deal with it. I get that, and I respect them for that, because they're resilient. They come back. Everybody keeps wanting to say, I didn't want anything to do with Carson. Well, I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking, when we were at Indianapolis, okay? And that's what pisses me off, because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. I'm sorry. I'm done.
2: Go Auntie, off. he's shaking the table. Auntie, he's shaking the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go that's, off. Yeah, you, you know why BS, he's going man. off, Auntie? This that's a show to me. You know why I say it's a you show? Absolutely, no. Because, because earlier this week, this man, when a reporter asked him, "What's the main difference between the Commanders and their one and four record and the other teams in NFC East that are further along?" and you vividly said, "Quarterback, right?" right. So, you know. That Gets everybody's mind turning. Well, you know, you traded for a quarterback this offseason, right? Gave up a couple of picks to get that quarterback in. Did you technically not want Curson? And honestly, the reporter did him justice by letting him off the hook and, and asking a follow-up because he could have just left it there and let the media write what they wanted to write, but he asked him a follow-up. He's like, Well, well, I'm fine where we're at right now, but that's not what you just said. That's a contradiction, Ron. So don't 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 come now and try to act like Mr. Mr. Badass or, or Harry Harry Badass because You know, everybody's continuing to ask you about these quarterback questions. Talking about Winch doesn't deserve this. Well, you're the one that rolled him, rolled over him with a bus. So that's why everybody's asking these questions. And if I'm playing on that team, if you're gonna do that to the quarterback, I feel like you could do that to me because the quarterback is usually the one position you know you're supposed to lay off of. And you decided to throw him up under the bus. Don't pretend to get all hard and act all mad now. So. When I want to ask you this: Is is, is Ron Rivera literally trying to cover his tracks by doing what he did the press conference because of what he said about Carson Wentz and the quarterback being the main issue as far as why other teams are ahead of them in the NFC East?
0: Come on now, you already know. <laughs> if you if you talk bad about your girlfriend to your boys, <clears throat> and your boys find out, I mean, and your and your girl finds out. The next time you're in front of your boys with your girl, you're going to be singing her praises. You're going to be going off. Oh, she's the best thing in the world. And if any of them say anything, then it's you better not come in my girl. When you when you're (laughs) trashing her behind her back, that's exactly what Ron Rivera did. You know, Mm. Um, he knows what he has or doesn't have at quarterback. But you know what? And if you're going to trash your quarterback and if you're going to say that Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the NFC East, then you know what? Stick by it. Stick by it. You said it. It's, it's true. out there. It's out there. In pen. It's you might as, true. as well Tell me. Tell me where's the lie. But at the end of the day, now you're trying to, you know, don't 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 throw your rocks and hide your hands at the end of the mm. day. You know, take accountability for what you said. Go to your quarterback. You know what? I apologize. I did it this way. But at the end of the day, we're trying to go win games. You won a game. And, you know, that's it. Uh,
1: you know, he didn't. have to. Do that. You know, I want to add to to that. And then and I'm just and you guys can help me understand this as a, a football fan and somebody that loves the game of football and love watching it. I just hate the one thing I can say I hate about football. I hate how everything is about a win and loss. It's not about and I just think they on the four game losing streak. He makes that outburst because he probably starting to feel like his job is on the line. They well, can't he's, win he's, game. You
2: saw he caught himself, right? he right. was like right. uh, f- uh, fire right. and then yeah. said something else.
1: <laughs> and, and that's the, and, and it's crazy when you win and the whole attitude changes. So I guess you get a free <laughs> six day. I guess you get a free – is that is that football? You get a free six days to feel it's good? Epi-
2: it's an epic flow constantly, man. Yeah, man. Like, and,
1: and that's the one thing I don't understand and I hate about it. It's like even the bear situation. If you are in a developmental stage and you you guys, and you're going to tell a guy, it's the Bears situation, the same thing. They're not going to spend, they, they dumped a bunch of salary. You yep. didn't add any pieces on the offensive end for this guy. And you're trying to develop a quarterback. And if you was going to do that, you should have had a private talk with him and let him know, listen, this is going to be a test year. You're not going to be under any pressure. Just continue to get better and, you know, try to figure it out instead of putting him in this in, in his fight out here where he thinks he's actually, the team is actually trying to win. <laughs> well, and you the, know what? The, bear, and the Bears you're not talking, trying talk, to win. <laughs> right. When you're talking
0: about, you know, how's it different in football and and, um, and other sports? And obviously, you know, I'm a huge football fan myself. But if you think about it, you know, you coming from the NBA, y'all played 82 games, right? They play 17. So that's less than a fourth. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it, what happens if the NBA says, you know what, this year, y'all are only going to play 17 games, right? Mm-hmm. You know how hard y'all going to play defense? Y'all know how hard y'all going to go at somebody if if you lose a game, like I think it's because every single game counts so much. Yeah. Right. You you can't take a day off in or a week off in the NFL where you can rest every now and then. I'm sure you took a rest and for a game, okay. a one out of 82, but one out of 17 can keep you out of the playoffs. Right. Sure that one can. game. And so, you know, I think that might be it. I mean, obviously, dudes is our resident football player. And so. But you know, I just think the numbers, their their season is so short and and every game has to count. So I think it does, it is about wins and losses.
2: Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Auntie. At the end of the it's day, that's fun. all they care about is the results in football, right? right? It's a result based, you know, business, right? If you don't if you don't have good results, you're gonna get fired or you're gonna get released if you're a player. Talking about players, Carson Wentz, you know, reacting to Ron Revere. Quote unquote, stepping up and speaking up about wanting him during the process of him getting traded. This is what Carson Wentz had to say.
3: Coach Revere, is, he's awesome. You know, I've had a ton of respect for him um, playing in this league for a while from afar, um, but getting to play for him um, is even better. It's definitely special, and he's some, someone that I respect, and he's going to speak his mind, and he's going to be very direct and to the point and And in this business, that's, that means a lot. And I think guys love that about him and, and he's gonna he's gonna be straight up and uh very motivational. Guys respond to him really well and um I have a lot of respect for him. I'm appreciative of him uh for what for what he's done for me.
2: Now Carson, you said he's direct and to the point. But was <laughs> this direct and to the point running you over with a bus? I mean, Antoine Walker, I'm gonna ask you this. You think Carson Wentz is just taking the high
1: road here? That's is this what you guys just explained to me? I think it's a game by game basis. You win. You say you say all the right things. If they come in that <laughs> room. They come in that locker room last night with a loss. I mean, he probably should have
2: came in there with a loss. <laughs>
1: he probably, I don't think he speaks that highly of, of Vera, But when you come off a win, a four game losing streak, you get a win. I think you say all the right things and positive things that you can make mm. up about your team. So it's hard. I, think, I mean, obviously he he has. I mean, we are human. We are and we mm. all play the game. We are athletes. And one thing we don't want to hear is our coach blaming us for wins and losses and not performing well. And if he was doing that, we want that done behind closed doors. So the fact that he did that out in public and kind of threw him under the bus, Carson really don't feel that way. He's probably just trying to take the high road.
2: Yeah. yeah. Auntie, do you you want to piggyback off that before we go to break? I mean, absolutely. What else is
0: supposed what else is supposed to say? Yeah, when I, I don't really. Man, I just
2: work. Say, I just work with this. dude. That's what I would have said. I just, you know I saying? just work with this dude. Right, he
0: on his team, like you know, he gotta say, "Hey, I appreciate the coach for giving me a shot and, and coming at like." He gotta say that. What else is he gonna say? Like, he's the starting quarterback. He can't go at his coach and be yeah, like, hey, it's "Just, just subliminally go, go at him." him. You, you know, I'm,
2: you know, I got traded here. I'm just gonna work and do what I gotta do.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he could, I guess.
2: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, right? Because they were, like said, Antoine Walker said, four game losing streak. Everything is terrible, right? Everything is the worst it could possibly be. He even started off that press conference by almost saying, you know, people want you to get fired, but he changed his mind and just used another word. They win a game last night. We'll see going forward what happens with the Washington Commanders. Hey, this is Hope Solo, host of Hope Solo Speaks, a serious XM podcast. This week, we're tackling a subject that has been kept silent for far too long. The rampant abuse in the NWSL uncovered this week by the Sally Yates Report and the powerful documentary, Truth Be Told. I'll sit down with that documentary's director, Jennifer Carson Strauss, and give my opinion. You don't want to miss it. Download Hope Solo speaks right now on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or wherever you get your podcasts. Deshaun Watson is facing a new lawsuit now. Another woman has filed a civil lawsuit against Deshaun Watson, alleging the suspended uh, Cleveland Browns quarterback pressured her into oral sex during a massage session in 2020. It is his 26th known lawsuit filed against Watson, accusing him of inappropriate sexual misconduct or sexual assault during a massage. Now, according to the lawsuit, the plaintiff has suffered from severe depression and anxiety since the alleged incident. Tom Brady will be fined $11,139 for a kick. Now, the NFL has issued a fine related to the controversial roughing the passer penalty from last Sunday's Buccaneers-Falcons game, but it didn't go to the Falcons' defensive tackle, Grady Jarrett. Adam Scheffner reports that Brady has been fined eleven thousand one hundred and thirty nine dollars by the league for kicking Jared. It's not the first time that he's been fined for using his feet. As as Brady was also fined ten thousand dollars for kicking former Ravens safety Ed Reed in a two thousand thirteen game. Brady also kicked at Jared after the Falcons' defensive lineman hit him during a first quarter play, but appears he was avoid he had avoided a penalty from the league for that. Auntie, do you believe? This is an appropriate penalty for Tom Brady to pay for kicking Grady Jarrett?
0: Hell yeah. First of all, I don't <laughs> think that the I don't think it was a um rough in the a passer, anyways. I know y'all mm. had already talked about that. Um, you know, like Kevin Hart talked about one time, you know, you gotta lay him down, give him a pillow, give him a blanket, and tell him a bedtime story. Uh nowadays with these quarterbacks. But you know, come on, Tom. Like I know you reacted, and and he's been in the league for a long time. That was just inappropriate. Now, eleven thousand dollars for him is is yeah, we're making like one point eight million dollars per game. So yeah, you know right. he 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 getting paid. So I'm not I'm not thinking that eleven thousand going gonna bother him. Now I wish they would have suspended him for a game. Obviously, mm, this that, next that's game. what I
2: wanted to get to, Auntie.
0: Absolutely. Like it obviously as a Pittsburgh fan, I would have loved for them to say, Oh, you can't
2: play in a Pittsburgh <laughs> they, game. But, that's who they got next. <laughs>
0: yeah. But uh, you know, I did I I don't I think it was uncalled for, but I do think that any other quarterback in the league who would have done that um got either suspend would get either suspended or a hell or of a hefty
2: lot, or fine.
0: Have a hell of a lot more than that. Yeah,
2: see this this is the thing that kind of irks me about this, right? I get it, Tom Brady. Your quarterback, you don't like getting hit, but that's what you signed up for, right? It right. was a routine tackle. Everybody in their mama knows, even if you don't know football, that was a regular tackle. That was not right. roughing the penalty. It was a ridiculous call. Now, you using your feet to try to kick somebody, that's taking it way left because let's put this into perspective, auntie. He was arguing with Marshawn Lattimore, and Mike Evans came off the sideline. So what if that escalated? Because if Brady Jerry felt that he would have been writing his rights to put his hands on you. Because I know right. I sure would have. I don't care if you are Tom Brady. You're not putting your feet on him. I like, mean, he's Tom just,
0: Brady, but Tom Brady can't fight him. Come on, yeah, he's 45 don't years old. You, don't, you, you ain't don't anyway. You don't kick people,
2: auntie. That's what I'm you know? saying. He would have got yeah. his ass whooped. But that's I mean. what I'm saying. But then that would have caused a big brawl, right? Because Tom Brady's teammates for sure are going to jump in on that. if, if right. Brady Jarrett. So that's that's why I think $11,000 isn't nothing. Like right. like you said, auntie, this, this I mean, and Tom Brady's the GOAT, right? And we all, you know, in our moments of, of weakness or emotions, being shown, we make bad mistakes, but he would have learned from that mistake. Because if I felt like you, if I would have felt you kick me, it would have been on and cracking. I don't give a damn. And, and if Mike Evans wanted to come on the field, he could have got some too. Because like that, like if you look did at Grady, no, he hit it. Everything. Did Grady know he kicked him? No, he did. He remember he was getting up running and celebrating the sack. So right. Brady kind of missed him. but you can see like it was a full leg extension like right, when he tried right. to kick him. So he like He doing some
0: gymnastics on that Yeah, him. so <laughs> imagine if Brady Jarrett was
2: there and he felt that and then he starts digging in and like swinging on time. That's going to be it's going to both benches are going to empty. So now like you got to come at it. out the stands. Yeah, you got to look you got to look at it from that perspective of you the NFL like like you said, it's 11,000, he's going to write that off. That ain't that ain't that ain't no money for him. I thought it should have been a significant fine, 50, 60,000, $70,000 to send a message that, and we've seen it multiple times, according to that, we've seen Josh Allen kind of do something like this. We saw Mac Jones with Brian Burns, remember he twisted his ankle and they, and they didn't do anything about it. Or well, I'm not sure if they find him, but I know he didn't get flagged for it. And Brian right. Burns actually got hurt on that. So again, right. I know that they don't care about defensive players, more, more specifically defensive linemen in this game. but. I'm just talking about how that could have escalated and made 10 things 10 times worse. Because we saw with Tom Brady just arguing with uh Marshawn Lattimore in a little shove. Mike Evans came out of nowhere and right. and, and and dropped him. Right. And it, it caused three or four guys to get in the fight. But if Grady Jarrett would have felt that and started fighting Tom, that might have been both benches clearing. So again, and, and
0: and Grady Jarrett would probably would have been suspended for like nine games, which would have been crazy because
2: like dude kicked him. Like, right. you don't put your feet, you don't put your hands on, them, but you definitely don't put your feet on anybody. So what do you think about this? I know you were adamant Good. in saying that the Warriors got it wrong with the Draymond suspension. And it's two different situations, right? Draymond yeah. hit him with a Superman punch. Tom Brady kind of lifted his legs and, and tried to kick it. Grady, Jared and miss. But what do you think? Do you think this was an appropriate uh. penalty or it should it have been, been worse?
1: Well, I don't. I don't know what's a, what would be appropriate uh, penalty for. But the fact that they did give a, a fine, so obviously it's some serious. They took somewhat serious, if you if you want to say. So I, obviously it's something they have to address. But I, the question I ask is that, um, you know, this and i tell you on this in basketball. I mean, it's certain guys that just get away with certain things, get away with certain mm. calls. They're gonna get to the free throw line ten or fifteen times a night, and you just know that, you know. Michael, when he played, Kobe, those guys were going to get the fairness of the whistle. Is this just, is it safe to say that just, is it just Tom Brady or is it quarterbacks, all of them in general, that's going to get the fairness of the whistle in those type of situations?
2: It's the top quarterbacks because Jerome Boger called this with Josh Allen a week before, right? He got hit on the play on the blitz. And it wasn't even a sack. The dude hit him as soon as he threw the ball. It didn't land, didn't even land on him, Auntie. He hit him like on his, on his side rib. And Josh Allen complained, dude, you're six foot five, 260 pounds. You're not complaining when you're trying to run over linebackers or run over defensive backs and stiff-arm them. But a guy blitzing off the edge, which was a defensive back, wasn't even a D lineman, it was a defensive back that hit him. He complained to the ref and got the call, put them in field goal range essentially to kind of put away the game versus the Ravens. Now they drove the ball a little bit further down the uh, the field and then ended up kicking the field goal. But that penalty alone put them in field goal range at the end of the game. So, Tom, we're seeing it with just most top quarterbacks, but we talk about it. Justin Fields was getting smacked up yesterday. Didn't get one penalty thrown for him. Lamar Jackson routinely didn't get one Man. roughing the passer penalty. So it, I, think about it, I find week? it ironic that they more of the running quarterbacks, they don't put them in the same category. Even though Josh Allen is a running quarterback, I don't know why people don't put him in that category. He's the leading rusher on the Buffalo's Bill team, I think, for the last two years. So he should what, be in that category as week? well.
0: Right. What about last week? You know, Kenny Pickett is is sliding. Oh, my God. He's got, got his head decapitated almost. They didn't even call a penalty, like, yeah. at all. Had that been against Tom Brady, my I mean, look, would have been look, injected. Look, look what they, he would have been in jail. Like, <laughs> yeah. they would have been in jail with Tom Brady. Like, and, you know, Tom gets laid out, you know, and it's not even a hard hit. It's a regular um, tackle. <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. it's like I look you said, at,
2: Twan, it, it's the, The superstar status of the quarterback usually determines what they get away with and what they, you know, what calls they get. Just like in the NBA, like you said, with Kobe, Mike, Ron, those guys are going to get those calls. Kevin Durant, you know, he going to the free throw line 14 times a game. That's just what it is. It's It's the same thing in the NFL. Russell Westbrook to come off the bench tonight. Now, the Lakers will bring Russell Westbrook off the bench for their final preseason game tonight, a move that might be a precursor to a longer look at the nine-time All-Star guard quarterbacking the second-team unit. Now, the Lakers want to give Westbrook a chance to play both faster and freer with the ball in his hands, leading the second unit, something that perhaps mirrors what Rajon Rondo did during the 2019-2020 season. Now, Westbrook has started 1,004 of his 1,021 career NBA games, coming off the bench only in his first 17 games as a rookie in 2008. Antoine Walker, do you think Westbrook coming off the bench will work for the Lakers?
1: It could possibly work. I'm interested to see it, uh, depending who's in that second group with him. Um, but I talked about this until you wasn't on yesterday, and I talked about this yesterday. I told a story about when I signed with the Miami Heat. I was coming off averaging 20 and 10 a night. Um always been a was always, you know, in the top ten to fifteen players in the league and scoring. And when I got to the Miami Heat, Stan Van Gundy had a talk with me and <laughs> told me, Hey, listen, I want to start you down as Haslem. Um at Power Forward. I'm gonna run all the plays in the first unit through D Wade and Shaq. And and if we're about winning the championship, we need you to take a come off the bench and, you know, try to be a six man for So the first twenty games, because I never Had been in a situation where we had a legitimate chance to win a title, I wanted to make full, you know, take full opportunity of this this chance to be to win a title. So I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever it takes. So the first 20 games, I came off the bench. And then when Pat Riley took over that year, he put me back in the starting lineup. But the unique thing that Pat Riley did is he told me, I'm gonna start you, but I'm gonna take you out first and I'm gonna play you with the second unit. I say all that and and put my story into this is that Westbrook has to buy into win the championship and being the first unit with lebron and ad takes away from what he does offensively he should be welcoming to coming off the bench in that second unit because now he gets opportunity to freelance and do some of the things that he does really well as attacking the basket um posting up because you're not able to do some of those things with lebron and ad on the floor so i think he should be open to it i think this is a smart move I think they should have did it early just to start the whole preseason. Just doing it the, the last game is probably not going to be a sample size, enough sample size to see if it works. But I think this is a great idea, especially when they got Pat Beverly in the summer, a guy who can start um, at the point guard position for you. So I think it can work. I think it's all about Westbrook's mindset. Is he looking at it as a demotion that the team don't want me anymore? Or is he looking at that this is the best way for us to win an NBA title? Um, so I I don't have a problem with it. I think that it could be great. He get a chance to go against second unit guys, um, go against young guys in the in the backcourt, and he can get, be dominant in that second
0: unit.
2: Yeah, Auntie, what do you think? You think this will work out with Westbrook coming off the bench for the Lakers? I know because this is your squad since LeBron is on it.
0: <laughs> Actually, I really do. I think that you know it's there's no secret that what Russell Westbrook Brooke, is that all star player when he can handle the ball when he has the ball in his hands and when you're not the first or second option, clearly uh, you can't have the ball in your hands. Um, And so, you know, I think back to, uh, I watched the redeem team uh, Mm. series the other night and LeBron said it was when Dwayne Wade was coming off the bench and, you know, scored like 19 points to help them win one of the games. And LeBron said, look, you got a pretty good team. if, If Dwayne Wade is coming off your bench. Right. If you got Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, Mm. especially a Russell Westbrook that one buys into, like Antoine said, buys into, you know, trying to win a ring and two now gets to get back to what he would say, the old Russ, right, where he can get Mm -hmm. the ball in his hand. There aren't too many second string guys that can guard Russell Westbrook. And he can take over the game and get back to his. I I think he could average a triple-double coming off the bench. I really mm. do. I think because the ball is going to be in his hands, he speeds up the game so much. He's, the game is going to be faster with him in the game than with LeBron and, and AD. Uh, and so, you know, it gives the Lakers a, a different kind of of, um, of offense when he comes in the game. And, and I think it's going to work. Now, how good they're going to be, who knows. But, you know, and how long this will last. Who knows? But now maybe you try to be the sixth man of the year.
2: Yeah. Now you guys and both also, said, said something pivotal, right? As far as buying into it, right? Now, me and Anton Walker talked about it, Auntie, and I want to get your perspective on it. I know you've seen the video, the viral videos that have been out of Westbrook pregame yesterday with the right. Lakers. Supposedly they're breaking everything down at, you know, the center of the court and he's on the side by the bench doing something with a towel and hands it to the trainer. Another time, you know, um, Pat Bev tries to bring the team up after Russell Wilson gets a foul. Westbrook gets a foul and the guy gets an and one. Um, He's trying to bring him over to the huddle and he kind of is reluctant to come over there. And like, even when he's talking to him, he doesn't seem like he's too interested in it. So do you ultimately, honestly, one, do you think that's a problem? And two, do you think he will buy in?
0: I think he's going to buy in. And and two, you know, we also saw the the longer video, right? It wasn't the whole video, you know, it just shows it looks like um Russ just came over and was getting ready to, to to go in the game and not go into the to half court with the with the squad. But he was already there. He already did his pregame thing and this is what he's done his whole career in the league. And so that's not anything different. Um but you never know like you think about it <clears throat> if if Russell is this selfish player and you're going to bring him off the bench and he knows now that he is going to be about him when he's in the game, then guess what? You use that selfishness for the team and you, you can be as selfish as you want with the second team. You can, you can, you can run the game. You can, you know, dominate. Uh, that's what you want to do anyways. And if that's going to help your ego, which would eventually or ultimately help the team, do it, Russ. Do whatever you need to do.
2: Yeah, I know you're about to say something before I, you know, throw it down to you. Go ahead.
1: Well, I just want to add to it. I think one thing we got to realize that. Well, well, I would say more. Russ has to realize that he's going to be a first-time ballot Hall of Famer. Everybody knows how great of a player he is, and 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 he doesn't have anything to prove. But his resume is incomplete. He needs. A, he wants to win an NBA title. Right. He has. He's yet to do that. And I think that's the mindset that I think I wish Darvin Ham, and I'm not saying he didn't. Obviously, I'm not in those individual meetings. But you could have did this to start a training camp and got him in a routine and try to figure out who would be the best pieces to play with him and incorporate that. And I know, and that's what I'm saying, the the goals for different teams are, are totally different. I worry about Westbrook not buying into this, and I'm a huge Westbrook friend. I said this yesterday. I worry about him not buying in. And I'm thinking about him not finishing off his career the right way. You know, I, and that's, that's the one thing that I, I don't want to see happen to him because that, that throws off other teams where they see you're not willing to make certain sacrifices and you want to still be the, the point guard you've been all your whole career. But you got an opportunity right now to play for an NBA title. Everybody coming in the season healthy. You have to make adjustments. And, Auntie, I think you said it best. You are not the first or the second option. So why not go in the second unit where you could be the first option? He's going to be the embrace. first and
0: second option when he's yeah. you know, <laughs> coming in the game with the second so why, team. He's going to so go off the night. Yes. Why? why not embrace
1: that role and and chase something else? You never won a six man of the year. See if right. you can win the six a man championship. of the year. Yeah, or a championship. Try something new. And I think people around the league will appreciate that. Other teams will understand right. that. The $30 million a year is probably not going to happen no more for Westbrook. He's mm-hmm. making 47 million. It's probably not no more big deals out there for him like that. Yeah. So now you just now it's time to try to win a title. So I hope he embraces this. I know sometimes as players, our egos get in the way, and we get very prideful, and we don't like to do certain things and we don't believe you know certain things are beneath us. Hopefully he embraces this and does the for the betterment of the for the team. So I'm hoping it works out.
0: Yeah, now they're gonna trade his ass.
2: <laughs> this is <laughs> I am athlete tonight I am your host Ducible, with my squad Auntie Chantel Trimiter and Antoine Walker and we're talking about Russell Westbrook coming off the bench in the preseason finale for the Lakers Auntie you said you think he's going to buy in right so if mm-hmm. he does buy in where do you have the Lakers without you being biased because of LeBron where do you have them in the race in the
0: West ooh, ooh, top I three this. I, ooh. I don't I don't I don't have them being the best. Um I was like, give me your top five. In in order?
2: No, just give me your top five. We don't have to be in order. Okay. Um actually no, make it in order.
0: Ooh. <laughs> start at five <laughs> and go down. Clippers. You got clippers at five? What oh, you want me to start at five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Five is Memphis. Okay, I can get sure. with that. Uh, okay, four is Dallas.
2: Mm. Okay. We we kind of put them in there. We talked about them yesterday yeah. too. Yeah. Three,
0: I like the-, the Warriors. Oh, ooh, she ooh got two teams in front
2: of the champs.
0: <laughs> huh? So that
2: means you got the Lakers or yeah. two,
0: two Lakers, uh, Clippers one more. Clippers
2: is now I want to I want to follow up is that because of what happened with Draymond that you got the Lakers in front of them
0: No I just I just don't think I, I just I think that the Lakers are going to get better and I think if and it's a big if but I really believe that Russell's going to going to buy into this which makes them very dangerous um, <clears throat> and you keep Anthony healthy you keep AD healthy. That's the healthy. biggest thing. I mean, that's that's huge. But he's already out right now. With a, yeah, we're back soreness. So,
2: he, he ain't even right. playing today. with back soreness.
0: But but if they're I, healthy, I, they're t- yeah. and you know Pat Bev is going to bring a kind of swag to the Lakers that they didn't have. He's one of my favorite players in the league, and and yeah. and, and a maturity to that team. So that's my five.
2: Go ahead, Tom. What you about to say?
1: No, I I I, I like her five. I don't put, want to put the Lakers that high. It's a lot that has to happen for the Lakers. So. I'll be. I'm a little scared to put him up there, but I do think if Westbrook' mind is right and Anthony Davis is healthy, I mean, and I said this yesterday, I believe they got just as good a chance as anybody else to come out the West, um, especially if LeBron is playing at the level that we saw him play last year. Um, if he's playing anywhere near that,
0: um, sky's the limit how far they can go. Because and you, and you see how small he is now. He got smaller this yeah. this all season. Like. Uh, he looks at really, really lean and strong well he had he had he had this you gotta remember he doesn't
1: get much time in the summer to get in you know to to work on his body. he got what
0: four or five months they they didn't make the playoffs
1: right so he got
0: but, so i mean but yeah. but so they he, said he was doing he did it on purpose that he leaned down on purpose hmm. um so to he be just looks accident. really lean, but he still looks strong. Yeah. He's a hundred and still playing. Like he's gonna be you know, <laughs> LeBron's gonna be LeBron. <laughs> we'll see
2: if Russell Westbrook buys into it and how far the Lakers can make a run in the West.
1: I am Athlete Tonight is part of the series Sports Podcast Network. Support I am athlete tonight with a five star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch a full two hours of I am Matthew Tonight, weekdays at seven PM Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty two. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today.
0: Sirius XM Podcasts.